Once was a land of woe and strife Where the people were bereft of hope They prayed to their gods of might and light To deliver the heroes of old Instead they got Heroes, did you hear the quotes in my voice of moral ambiguity? They may help or may not help you at all, depends on what's in it for them. They kick and they punch and they maul and they smash. They lie and they scheme and they burn and they slash. Succeed or fail, it has to the tell. Dungeons and debacles starts now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Kevin, going around the table, Hannah. I'm Hannah, and I'll be playing Talia, the human rogue. And John. I have a kitten. His name is Sasha. Also, oh. I'm playing a Lunadas, Elven Monk. But the more important thing is a kitten. Found him in a parking lot. He's got a messed up tail. <laughs> also, I think um, that Shane and Anna need to re-roll their characters because Sasha stole their charisma. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a pie. They don't get less charisma because the cat took it. <laughs> and Shane. That's me playing Alexander the Human Bart. And Blake. Hi, I'm Blake, and I'll be playing Juliet, the Dragonborn Eldritch Knight slash wizard. And Anna. Hi, I'm Anna, not to be confused with Hannah. I play a drow paladin called Vikala of Immature. Mm-hmm. All right, so the last time on Dungeons and Debacles podcast, uh, you recovered the artifact, the Boots of Fate Bill. Um, from there, you kind of did a, I guess, divvying up episode to decide who was going to get what out of the uh, magical equipment that you found down here. Uh, Talia ended up taking the boots and some mithril chain, um, some other notable things. I guess Vic got a plus two um. longsword. Uh, also of note, I guess uh, Juliet got a uh, wand of the war mage, so that should uh, come in pretty handy here. So you made your way out of the temple, uh, back across the uh, dance floor, where you took a little bit of damage, uh, and made your way outside into the grounds in front of the face shrine. Uh, at that point, Vic went exploring and decided to see what was going on with this pond over here to the east of the face shrine. Uh, she stuck her hand in the water and was immediately attacked by these ropes that shot out and grabbed a hold of her and started dragging her into the water. And that is where you find yourselves now. At this point, uh, Vic, you are about to go under the water. Uh, everybody else um, is seeing this at this point, so I'm going to need everybody to go ahead and roll initiative. As soon as I get the tracker up. <laughs> Twelve. That was a real bad initiative for me. Did you roll a zero? I don't even think there is a zero on the dice. No, I rolled a three. 
That's interesting that if you've got the monster on the DM layer, it won't show it in initiative until you put it on the token layer. So I can see it, but you can't. All right, is uh, everybody in initiative? Actually, I'm not. Hold on. Like, I saw myself, but I don't see myself in the turn order anymore. I got a 15. Uh, make sure to click on your token and have it selected before you roll initiative. So click on your token, roll initiative, and then click on it in the... In, click on the number in the initiative tracker, and you should be able to change it to 15. Oh, boy. <laughs> Let's see. Click on my token. Uh, then I have to click draw initiative, right? Yep. There you go. You're on there. Change um, it to 15 and you're good. I can take it 19. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, how do I... I'm on there? Uh, in the initiative order? I just there you it. go. Alright. First up is Nifron. So he is going to see this uh, tentacle and you being dragged over and into the water. He's going to run up to the edge of the water. We're going to say that, uh, Vic, that you are probably about right here being pulled into the water. And he is going to try to uh, attack this tentacle and uh, cut it. If I can delete some of my scribbles off the map. Oh, I think my no, token is better though. Awesome. <laughs> it has like it. is it ten? <laughs> okay, it's okay. <laughs> it's probably hard scribble. to. Um... If you're hmm? gonna scribble, put it on the map layer so it doesn't interfere with tokens when I try to. <laughs> oh, how do I? I don't map think layer? we have control over that. Okay. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay though. No. Let me just delete that. Make it easier. Just did this. There you go. Oh fuck! I did it myself. <laughs> Okay, so uh, Nifron is going to do uh, attack twice with his rapier and then once with his sigh to try to cut this uh, this ropey tentacle that's come out of this water. And at this point, that's the only thing that you can see is just the uh, the tentacle. And we first can't two... see Nifron, I don't think. You can't see Nifron? Yeah, he's right there, right yeah, above there. Can see him? Where is he? He's he's here oh, he's uh, he's hidden by the scribbles. Okay, never mind. Oh, I just scribbles should be gone. Yeah, you might have to refresh your page. Maybe. Oh my god, I, I came in late today. I'm making so many troubles. All I wanted to do is draw a cute octopus. <laughs> um, so he attacks this thing, and in the the first two strikes hits this thing, and it doesn't look like there's much damage, and then uh, he stabs down with his sigh and catches it and you see most of it tear away but it's still holding on by thread uh next up is luna it should be me i'm 15 by the way sorry for it's it's put me uh really low when she was deleting her awesome picture that's so much better than your stupid little token (laughs) yeah sorry sorry for the trouble again i'm so problematic today Alright, you're up. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and... Can I get in the water? Can I just try to go to the monster? Uh, You're basically waist deep in this water right now because it grabbed a hold of you 
and then yanked you to your uh, off your feet and is dragging you into this water. So you are probably up to your waist right now in this water. Can I try to like dive in and go to it? I have um, Cloak of the Manta Ray, so it's 60 feet in water and I can breathe underwater. Um, yeah, sure. And I'm going to go ahead and try to hit it twice. Okay. Um, does the cloak give you uh, cancel any disadvantages of being underwater? Because as you enter this water, you start um, like pulling on this tentacle, trying to guide your way down to whatever is attacking you. And you are under like water now. You're probably down about eight feet or so until uh, you basically bump up against this thing because it's hard to see because of the uh, the the kind of lower light as the perpetual uh, like sunset dusk here. Um, Shouldn't so, it be okay because I'm a drow though? Because it's like dark. No, it, it dark doesn't. Vision. It doesn't have as much to do with the darkness as it is you are trying to swing a sword underwater. Oh, well, that makes sense, yeah. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so, underwater combat is done with disadvantage with melee and ranged weapons. Okay. So I have disadvantage on attacks, yes? Correct. Okay, now I'm going to go ahead and I am going to first spawn a weapon. Um, we have bonus action. Is that your spiritual, spiritual weapon? weapon? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Right next to it. To uh, my to itself. Okay, your spear's on there. And that uh, that's is... That's 13 hits. Uh, that's gonna miss. And I'm gonna attack to twice. So, 11 misses, I guess? Uh, yeah, that's gonna miss. And... A 13 again. Rip. That's gonna uh, be all misses. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I'm done with my turn. Okay. Uh, next up is Luna. Okay. I'm gonna click my heels together. 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Thank you, Ring O Water Breathing. Are you activating it? Yes. Okay, we'll say that's a bonus action. Unless it says it's a free action on the item. I have no idea. Alright, we'll just call that a bonus. And now we just start smacking this guy with a staff. Is that going to be with disadvantage? Uh, yes. Alright. Fourteen. That's gonna miss. Twenty. That's gonna hit. For nine damage. And nine. Actually, wait. No, that's a crit fail. <laughs> uh, what uh, was that for? My last attack. Okay. Uh, roll me a d20. 14. Uh, target laughs at you, <laughs> taking negative one to AC and uh, save until your next turn. So your AC and saves are at a negative one disadvantage until your next turn. 
so you jump in the water and swim down and you start attacking this thing and then you hit it once and then you like hit it again but it doesn't do any damage and it turns and even in the low light here you can see these uh, two beady eyes stare at you and then this large gaping toothy maw open and chomp at you uh, is that it for your turn? Yep. Uh, Juliet, you're up. Okay. Uh, Juliet is going to move up to the water. And can I see this monster at all? Uh, give me a perception check. Eight. Um, you see some water thrashing around, but um, oh. you think it's probably Luno and Vic and... There may be a kind of a dark shape down there, uh, but you're not quite sure. Okay. Julia is going to cast light on a gold piece she has, or a copper piece. She'll use a copper piece. And uh, that'll take Do her action, so she can't pieces? throw it. I have one <laughs> copper piece. <laughs> Just in case. It's a witch Just well. in case. Yep. Uh, so Juliet's going to cast light on that, and then next turn she's probably going to throw it at down there, so we can kind of see. Uh, that's it for Juliet. Um, I'll let you take your uh, bonus action just to, to toss it into the water there. All right. So what do I do? Lake's to neighbor it? is doing construction. Just FYI. <laughs> oh, that's a good time. Mm -hmm. No, I, I thought that he just had M. Ambient sounds of drilling in the background to calm him down. He's actually having some <laughs> dental work being done at the moment. Dedication. Um, okay, so um, you cast light on this copper piece and you toss it into the water uh, around where um, Vic and uh, Luno is and you see this glow come up from the bottom of the pond here and now you can see um, outlined Vic Luno and then this it kind of looks like a how do I describe this like a slimy wrinkly walnut that has this bluish uh, green tinge to it and you see uh, coming out of testicle. it <laughs> I, I guess, yeah. What it, if you want it to be, man, in in the theater of your mind? If that's what will make it terrifying for you, then yes, it's a bluish green, wrinkly, waterlogged testicle. Hey, uh, that's a serious phobia. <laughs> <laughs> um, with uh, six of these rope-like tentacles whipping about through the water, and one of them currently has uh, a hold of Vic. Okay, um, that's it for Juliet then. All right, next up is the water testicle. It is going to attack Juliet. That's a 13. Get that shit out of here. Um, it's going to throw out another one of these rope-like tentacles at Leo. That's a 15. That miss going to throw one out at Nifron. That's a 23. That's going to hit. He's going to have to make a strength save. Oh, that's a 6. 
So this tentacle uh, flips out of the water and wraps around both of Nifron's legs and yanks. And you're going to see him go down on his back and uh, start being pulled into the water. And then the next one is going to flip at Leno again. That's a 10 that's going to miss. Oh, yeah. All right. And now it is going to take a bite at uh, Vicala. Ooh, that's a crit. 28. I have ebony armor. I, I don't mind armor. You can crit. Okay, but I can still hit you. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, that's true. Uh, you are going to take... It's uh, Blake's uh, advice. The armor. <laughs> You're going to take uh, 28 points of damage. Whew. And that is going to end it for the water testicles turn. All right, Alexander. Can we, a, can we get a token name change to water testicle monster? Uh, sure. <laughs> Make it more immersive, please. <laughs> uh, am I able to see the monster from here? Uh, you are not. You can kind of see, because of your angle, like looking down in this pond, and you've got Nifron and Vic and Luno and this other thing, it's kind of like, just like this blended, like, black shape down there that you can't really distinguish which is which. Makes sense, yeah. I, um, so I can use an action to dash, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, dash in my turn. Okay. Um, as you run up to the water, you're now able to distinguish um, between the shapes here. All right, Talia, you're up. All right. I am going to use my bonus action to dash uh, up to Nifron, and then I'm going to take a stab at at um, the the water testicle monster. All right. So, are you throwing your dagger down into the water? Well, no. If he's if his leg is wrapped up on it, I kind of want to stab the part that is. Oh, you're attacking the tentacle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that hits. Uh, and there is an enemy within five feet of him, so I'm gonna seek attack. Uh, the enemy is not technically within five feet of him. Um, but there is a friend that is within five feet of it. Oh, so you're attacking uh, it Luno now and, and not the tentacle? Yeah. Okay. Well, no, I am. I am attacking the tentacle. How does this work exactly then? The, if there's... The, the tentacle is basically a reach weapon. So that doesn't actually count as the creature. The creature's 10 feet away from oh. him currently and 15 feet away from you. Okay. Oh. But... Okay, I see. So I would be attacking the weapon, not the creature. And yet Vic or Luno aren't within five feet of it? It is, but if you're attacking the tentacle, that doesn't count. You would have to be attacking the monster. Because the the idea of it is, is you're harrying and distracting the creature while someone else attacks it. Which, right now, it's just, there's a tentacle around Nifron, and it's not even really paying attention to that. 
it's dealing with the the being flanked by Vic and Luna. Right, uh, but sneak attack specifically says you don't need advantage on the attack roll if another enemy of the target is within five feet of it. Right, that enemy you're not. Isn't, uh, yeah, you're, you're so not technically. The, okay. You're not technically attacking the creature. You're attacking its tentacle, which isn't. It like works as a reach weapon. Now, if you attack okay. the creature itself, then you would get sneak attack. Okay, well, we'll just go with just the... I'm, I'm going to try to get keep Nifron from going into the water because having two people dragged under with, with all of that sounds like a real bad idea. Okay, so five points of damage to the tentacle. And uh, have you activated haste? Um, no, I thought I had to be attuned with them, so I wasn't going to use any okay. of the... Otherwise, I would have stood back there and use my bonus action to throw, because I get way more damage that way. Okay. And did you attack Especially with, with the... your new fancy boots. Yeah, did you attack with your dagger or your short sword? Uh, the dagger. Okay, so you get uh, one more attack with your offhand. No, because I used a bonus action to dash. Oh, okay. So that ends your turn. Yep. Alright, uh... Nifron being dragged into the water is going to uh, attack this tentacle that's pulling him in. Uh, 14, 16, that 22 is going to hit. So he stabs down with the uh, the sigh again and is going to do nine points of damage. So between your dagger and his sigh, you're going to see um, you had stabbed down and probably cut halfway through it and then he's going to attack that same spot and you're going to see that rope-like tentacle um, just like spring back from the release of the tension as it's you cut it and it snaps away and this uh, blackish uh, green ichor starts spraying out from it. Gross. Uh, he is going to uh, stand up with uh, half his movement and move over here. All right. Uh, next up is Vic. Okay. Um, can I like grab the tentacle that's holding on to me and use it as a guide to reach its like um, beady eyes? You so no longer the guide have disadvantage. You you oh, are. Oh yeah. Wait. There's the light. Um, Juliet cast. And also we're flying. Um. Oh. Okay, so here's what's right. going to happen. So, you have disadvantage in water combat, um, which would cancel out the flanking, but with this... Uh, is that dim light that comes off of that coin, Juliet? Nope, it is bright light for 20 feet, and then dim light for another 20 feet. Okay, so since this is wow. bright light, this is going to cause you disadvantage, so you're back at disadvantage. Get damage, Juliet. <laughs> what I do? You need, to, you need to make sure it's like dim light on me. <laughs> okay, let's see. Um, here we go. Thirteen is a mess. Eight is a mess. And a nine is a miss. By the way, the spiritual weapon gets disadvantage too. Yes. 
Oh, missed. That ends my turn. All right, uh, Luno, you're up. Okay. Uh, how do I work with advantage disadvantage? Uh, yours would be a straight roll. Okay, that's what I thought. All right, time to beat the time to beat the crap out of this guy. First attack. Crit fail. <laughs> uh, roll me a d20. Two. I'm shocked. Um, One, two, three. You drop your weapon and must use a move to pick it up, so you drop your staff. Okay. I am now using punches. I think that means, yeah, I'm going to take a minus one to my attacks until I get my staff back. Haha! <laughs> <laughs> That's a crit! Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, let's For 11 do damage. 11 damage. Okay. And a 9 on the crit roll. Such a swing of emotions. Uh, that's a nine. Uh, you attack. Uh, you're, it hits so hard it dazes your opponent until the end of your next turn. Sweet, it's dazed. All right, and third attack. Uh, Thirteen. Oh, that's gonna miss. All right. Now I'm gonna go ahead. Wait, it's dazed. I have no idea. All right, so I'm gonna dazed go ahead means and spend it a thing take for one flurry. action. Okay, I'm gonna spend a point for flurry of blows. Twelve. That's gonna miss. Actually, eleven. And sixteen. Nope. Okay. And that is it for Luno's turn, and I think he... Wait, um... Picking my weapon up, is that a... Uh, that's like half your movement. Like, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and pick it up now. Alright, okay. and... I no longer have my minus one to AC and saves, right? Correct. Okay. Alright, that's it for Luno's turn. So you punch this thing, and then, uh... You're going to swim down uh, to the bottom of this, and as you swim down, uh, you estimate that the the water here is probably about 15 feet deep. Um, so you're able to, with your full movement, get that uh, off the well, bottom. My full movement, even in water, would be 100 feet down and then back up. So. <laughs> oh, do you have 200 feet of movement? Um, 10... Oh, wait, no, sorry. 50 feet of movement down and then back up, even at half speed. Okay. Because it's a 10 speed plus my boots. Right, <laughs> and water is considered difficult to train, and if you're trying to swim down, unless you got a swim speed, it gets complicated. Yeah, uh, okay, then I have no idea. <clears throat> okay, uh, Juliet, you're up. All right, we're going to do what's called the big brain move right here. 
We're gonna fire magic missile at the monster. The little brain. Upcast that at level three. Bam for nice. Twenty-one damage. Nice. Booyah. And then Julia is going to move three squares back. One, two, three, to where Alexander couldn't be seen, and that will end her movement and her turn. Okay. So next up is the water monster. Monster. Uh, it is going to turn and attack Luno and try to chop him. Good luck. Uh, that's a 25. I take back my good luck. That hits. Oh my. Uh, that's going to be 21 points of damage. Youch. Uh, so it is days, so that's all I could do this round. So next up is Alexander. Alexander? I will. Sorry, I got distracted for a second. Uh, I'm going to shoot the monster with my short bow. And I get disadvantage, right? Uh, yeah, because you're shooting into water. Sure am. Uh, I got a 10, so I assume that I do not hit. Uh, yeah, that's gonna miss. Now I'll pass my turn. Alright, Talia, you're up. Alright. So, um, now that Knife Kniferon has been freed, Talia is going to scoot over uh, between Kniferon and Alexander and throw her daggers. Now here's the big question. Even though I'm not attuned, do I still get the damage bonus from throwing as opposed to stabbing? Uh, from the boots? Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, 24. Uh, that'll hit. Sneak attack, because now something is within five feet. And my offhand throw is a 14. Uh, offhand's gonna miss. Okay. But that's still 26 damage. Nice. That's insane. What? Rogues, man. That's how they do. Shift picked a rogue. (laughs) Oh, they get crazy high levels, and if you, like, pair it with, like, a fighter class that gets that, uh, uh, second attack at 5th level, like a battle master or something. That's insane. Uh, Alright, uh, is that it for you, Talia? You want to do anything else? Um... I think, I think that's it. Alright, uh, next up is Nifron. He is going to... Jump into the water and attack this thing. So he's going to swim down about five feet. It's a 28, a 23, and a crit miss. So that's going to be 22 points of damage plus sneak attack. Is 28 points of damage. And then we're going to roll the crit table. 
one enemy in melee range gets an opportunity attack against him. So it is going to take a bite. Oh, that's a 13 that's going to miss, which is great because it rolled its crit damage. <laughs> wow. Which is significant. <laughs> Uh, that's going uh, to end it for his turn, but he's going to swim up to the top and take a breath with the rest of his movement. Uh, Vic, you're up. Does that cloak you're wearing uh, allow you to breathe underwater? Yes. It also gives me 60 feet uh, movement. Okay. I pulled it up uh, last turn. Last uh, session. Yep. Um... I'm gonna use all my Leon hands points to uh, heal Luna. That's gonna be 30 heal. It's gonna be 30 points of heal. Take and that, attempted murderer. I assume that's an action, so I can use a bonus action to attack, right? Uh, no, um, an attack has to be part of your uh, attack action. I went with the uh, spear, with the um, spear. Oh yeah, yeah. As your yeah, you can use that. If I swim down 15 feet and move, uh, let's say to the opposite side of the coin, so the coin is between, and uh, the monster is between the coin and me, can I not have this advantage? Uh, no, because you're still surrounded by this bright light. And okay. right now, any if you try to move, I'm going to need a strength check for you because you are still uh, being oh, pulled. Uh -huh. You're like right up against this creature because it's got a, uh, a hold of you with its uh, rope-like tendril. Okay, I'm actually going to use the uh, spiritual weapon. It's a nine, so that's not going to hit. Nope. Let's end my turn. All right, Luna, you're up. Okay. Now I have my all things stuff doing. I'm going to beat the fuck out of this guy with my stick. You can certainly try. First attack. 22. Uh, that'll hit. For eight damage. Second attack. 15. Uh, that's going to miss. And third attack. Fifteen. Yep. <laughs> but I did hit him once. I'm going to do flurry of blows. Seventeen. Uh, it's um, going to miss. God damn it. <laughs> Same thing. Another seventeen is another miss. So I only did eight damages. Yep. Um, and that is it for Luna's turn. Alright, so since it's the end of your turn, the days goes away. Mm-hmm. Alright, uh, Juliet, you're up. Alright, Juliet moves forward three squares. One, two, three, and fires a second level magic missile at this thing. I put that. Oh, or well, it could be worse. Uh, Sixteen damage. All right. And then Julia is going to move back three squares to her original position, and that's it. 
Alright, next up is the water testicle monster. Uh, no longer being dazed, it is going to use its ropey tendrils to try to attack Nifron. That's a 20, that's going to hit. So he's going to make a save. Oh, he makes it. So it's got a hold of him, but he's not being pulled uh, toward it. Uh, the next attack he's going to make against uh, Luna. That's a 20. That will miss. Alright. Next attack's going to be against Vic. That's a 23. Uh, that's kind of painful. <laughs> Alright, so um, it hits you, and now you've got two of these uh, uh, ropes against you, and it's going to take a bite. Oh boy, I know where this is going. Uh, that's a 17. The 17 hit you? Uh, no. Okay. Sorry, I thought you said 17 damage. Okay. No, so uh, it tries to chomp down on you and is going to miss. Mm, uh, okay. Now it's going to. That's a uh, 19 to hit against you, Juliet. How can it see me? Alexander was in this exact spot and couldn't see it. <laughs> well, well, it was it in dark water. It it didn't attack Alexander before. It's attacking you. It's uh, oh, so when Alexander couldn't see it when there was light, now it can see me. All right, just putting that out there. Uh, what do you roll? Nineteen. Yeah. Uh, gonna cast shield to bump my AC up to twenty-two and okay. miss. Uh, it's, it's senses aren't based on vision, by the way. Okay. Because I was about to bring up the complete internal reflection off of the water at extreme angles like that. I'm trying to science this shit. <laughs> uh, alright, that's going to do it for this, uh, turn. Alexander, you're up. That's me. I'm going to try and, uh, shoot it again, because I'm not trying to get in the water with a monster. <laughs> uh, 19. Uh, that's gonna hit. That's gonna be 7 damage. Alright. And I will be getting 4 temporary HP. Alright, does that, uh, end your turn? Sure does. Alright, Talia, you're up. Alright. The big guns. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I am going to cast Toll the Dead. Okay. Uh, it has to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, hold on. Let me click the Testicles have no wisdom. I saw that. <laughs> uh, what am I holding on for? I was posting the thingy in the thing. Uh, it fails. It fails? 
Yeah, Huzzah! big time. Natural five. Uh, then it's going to take two d. I don't know why it did that. It that should be. Oh no, DC zero. That's not right. It's it's. I don't uh, know. If two d twelve still rolled way, correctly, yeah, the two d twelve. Okay, 12's... so yeah, so it's. Because if you hover over the number, it'll show you what you rolled. Okay, so it just showed four. Just showed four dice for no reason. Uh, so that's going to be that. And I guess that's my turn, unless I can attack with my offhand, too. Uh, no, that'd be your action. Cool. All right. Then I am done. All right. Next up is Nifron. He's going to take a gulp of air and swim down to this thing and try to stab it with his rapiers. So 17, a 21, and a 22. So 21 and a 22 are going to hit, and that'll be 16 points of damage. As he stabs into this thing, it's like uh, he must have hit an artery or something because now you're seeing this inky, like blackish, uh, greenish blood start filling up this pond. And uh, the the light from the bottom is uh, kind of making this, this uh, like kind of opaque outline around it that's kind of obscuring it. Called a vasectomy, bitch. <laughs> uh, next up is Vic. Hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and see everybody's on good health. I'm gonna go ahead and try to hit it with disadvantage again. Okay. Hopefully I land in a small hit. Cause it seems wounded. Twelve is a mess. Uh that's a natural one. Nice. Uh roll me a D20. Nineteen. Uh, take negative one to your AC and saves. Wisdom save ends DC ten. So you'll be able to make that save on your next turn. Okay. Um, attempt the save. Yeah. Attempt the save. Can I can I still use the uh, uh free uh the bonus action? Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Um. Oh, that's a five. <laughs> uh, nope, it's not going to do it. I'm missing left and right. Uh, that ends my turn. I can't do anything else. Okay, uh, Luno, you're up. You're going to die, nut. All right. Bam, 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 bam. Fourteen. Miss. Twenty-three. That's going to hit. All right, for nine damage. Okay. And... Uh, crit! Nice. For 16 damage. And a 15 on the crit table. That's, uh... Target drops weapon and must use a move action, so it has no effect. Yeah. All right, and now... Flurry O blows. Twenty-three. That hits. For seven more damage. 
<laughs> Another crit! Nice. Well, 12 more damage. Well, when you get to roll five times, you know. Right, yeah, it makes sense. 14 <laughs> on the table. <laughs> okay. Uh, you damage, uh, the damage you do can't be healed for the duration of the encounter. The effect is the damage is removed oh. from the target's maximum HP total. Okay. And so that is my turn. Alright, next up is Juliet. Alright, three squares forward and... And magic missile at level one. Shake it all about. For 11 damage. And then run back three squares. That's it. Alright. Oh, actually, I haven't been doing this. <laughs> as, uh, as you run out here and back away, it is going to take an attack of opportunity because you're moving out of its threat range. That's an enormous threat range. Uh, its maximum attack that it has is, is at 50 feet. Good lord. Is that its actual reach, or is that just one of its attacks? Just one of its like, attacks. Because my longbow could have 120 feet, and I mean, I do not have 120 feet of reach. Its reach is 25 but, feet. Uh, whatever. All right. Uh, but it's going to miss anyway. All right. Uh, testicles turn. It is going to use a rope against Alexander. Ah. Ooh, that's a crit. Ah. Uh, <laughs> give me a strength save. With my minus one modifier. 16, if it's not disadvantaged. Uh, nope, you save. So, um, it wraps around your legs and tries to pull you off your feet and into the water, uh, but you're able to, uh, like, pull back and resist it. Heck yeah. Uh, it's going to attack Talia. That's a 19. That hits. Uh, give me a strength save. Strength. Yep. Ah, Beck. <laughs> hey, Howard, why are you cursing on my good Christian channel? Uh, nineteen. Uh, yeah. So same with you. It uh, grabs a hold of your legs and tries to uh, jerk you off your feet, but you're able to uh, uh, pull back against it and not be dragged into the water. Huzzah! Uh, also, uh, Shane, this is no longer a good Christian channel. This is Sasha's channel. <laughs> so he says you can swear. That uh, sounds like Kanye's propaganda. No! Okay. We know that's a crit against you, so it uh, is going to wrap around um, your feet. Uh, give me a strength save. I am the best at strength saves. Four. Um, so, uh, it is going to grab a hold of your feet and reel you to its mouth and take a bite attack against you. It was already doing that. Uh, so. That's a 27. That will hit. 
Uh, you're going to take 29 points of damage. Ow. And it gets one less tendril attack. It's going to take against Vakala. Um, that is a 19. Ah, uh, that's going to hit. Yep. Okay, give me a straight save. Hold on a second. I have a protest to make. Not twenty. Oh, this thing it. is a tentacle monster. It should have been attacking Talia the whole time. She's the only schoolgirl here. <laughs> inappropriate. Oh. <laughs> so inappropriate. You, um, it's only access, you know. Um. So you uh, are able to, uh, as it tries to to wrap around you with this tentacle and pull you in uh, to its gaping maw. You're able to bring your sword up and uh, jam it up against its mouth to where it can't bite down on you. And that is going to end its turn. Alexander, you're up. Uh, I will uh, try and shoot him back. Ten. Uh, That's going to miss. Pass. Uh, Talia, you're up. All right, I'm gonna throw some daggers. It's a crit. What? That's insane. Oh yeah. Just uh, the big guns, I tell you. Actually, you would still be at disadvantage because you're thrown into the water. Oh, so that's am a nine. I? Uh, no, I wasn't thrown into the water. You're on the shore. I resisted. No, what I'm saying is oh, you're right, into the water, not in the water. Gotcha. So that's a nine. Sad face. And that one. Can we pretend it was a crit anyway? Yeah. yeah. That's a. Yeah, ten. you can pretend. So but, I uh, fail. Yep, yeah, failed. All right. Anything else you want to do? Um, am I still being attacked by uh things? Uh, you got a rope around you. Can I try to get out of that? Or is that um, supposed to be one of my already actions taken, and I'm just bad at this? Uh, yeah, you've already taken your attack actions. Okay, well then that's it. Alright, uh, Nifron's up. He is going to raise his head out of the water and take a, uh, a breath of air and then dive back down and attack. Uh, that is a 19, a 29, and a 19. All three of those are going to hit. And one of them is a crit. So it is going to take 10, 21, 25, 28, and 35. And he's going to dump poison just for the hell of it. 38 points of damage. And he's going to roll the crit table. Uh, target's movement is slowed to half movement until the enemy counter deck save ends. Which it's not really... doesn't really have anywhere it can go, so... <laughs> um, but uh, you see more of that inky liquid come out of this thing and start filling up this pond. Uh, at this point, Vic, I'll say that there's so much blood in this water um, that it's obscuring some of this bright light um, to where you no longer have disadvantage on your uh, 
attacks. Hallelujah. And you're up. Ah, uh, let's see. Um, well, mm, I don't have any more healing. Okay, I'm just gonna go ahead and hope I kill it. I'm gonna try to attack it as much as I can. Uh, 21 hits, maybe? Yep, the 21 hits. I'm gonna go ahead and divine smite that head. Okay. And I'm gonna go ahead and use it as a max level spell slot. Okay. The 12 damage plus... Second, that should be uh, 48, right? I'm not making a mistake. Uh, third level spell, right? Yeah. Or mm -hmm. second level, yeah. Then third it's, level. It's 2d8 and then plus one per additional level, so yeah, 48. Okay, so that's. Whoa, that's a total of 35 damage. Yikes. So nice. you cleave into this thing and you're going to take off like uh, three tentacles. Now I'm going to go ahead and hit with my um, spiritual weapon. Okay. Wait, don't you get a second attack? I missed it. <laughs> oh. And the oh, spiritual okay. weapon missed you. Okay. So uh, you've cleaved into the side of this thing, and basically you've taken off like half, uh, the like a, a quarter of its uh, body, and taken uh, like three tentacles with it. Wait, it sweet tonight. It is looking really rough. Uh, Let me Lu <laughs> uh, Luno, you're up. Okay, um, I'm going to go ahead and spend my action doing wholeness of body which will give me back 21 hit points. Okay. And I'm going to spend a cheap point doing my dancey steppy thing so that it gets disadvantage on attacks against me. Okay. And that is it for Luno's turn. All right, uh, next up's Juliet. All right, light is done. I'm backing off. Yeah, that's it. You're out of spell slots. No, I still have plenty of spell slots. I can't see in the water, though. And I'm not going to waste my time putting a light down when we've done over 150 damage to this thing, so... Yeah, that's true. We'll waste of spell slots. You could stand on the shore and use your long-reach weapon to smack at the place where it is. Or use pom-poms and cheer me on. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a good thing. It should be given the advantage. Alright, Kevin? What's that? If Julia takes pom-poms and cheer me on, should I get advantage on that? No. Nah, like attack? The help action, I don't think, would uh, work for that. Yes. God damn it. Yeah, okay, well. I don't think this is Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> is that a code word or something? Alright, uh... Monster's up. Uh... It is going to... Take a bite at Vicala. I'm gonna eat it later, so. 
Only fair. That's an 18. Uh, that's exactly my AC. Rip. Yeah, if it meets, it beats. Uh, you're going to take 27 points of damage. <laughs> Peanuts. <laughs> Testicle. Uh, ah, nice. It's nuts. <laughs> it is going to take a rope attack against Alexander. Ah. Uh, it's a 10. Ah. Uh, uh, so you no longer have that rope against uh, on you because uh, Vic basically hacked off the side of that uh, uh, monster. So Alexander and Talia would no longer be uh, roped up. Uh, and it's going to take a rope attack against you, Talia. That's 11. That's going to miss. So that is the end of its turn. Uh, Alexander, you're up. I'm gonna gun it down. Shoot my crossbow. Oh, Fifteen. Oh, that sucked. You had a twenty. Uh, that's gonna miss. Ex pass. Uh, Talia, you, you're up. I'm gonna cast Toll the Dead again. Okay. Um, quick question. It's coming up with input value cast at what level? It's a cantrip, but can I cast it a higher level? I think so. Uh, I don't know if you can cast cantrips at higher levels. It it or it should already be in there because cantrips level up as your character level goes up. So if it's asking you for level, I don't know why it would ever do that. That's weird. Okay. Yeah, that's set to ask for levels for things. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know why, because they're supposed to be automatically set, but I guess not. It should do like 2d8 or 2d12 at your level, if I recall. I used to play Sorcerer a lot, so... Oh, you put this one in manually, didn't you? I think I did. I'll, I'll okay, pull it in the spellbook after this. So, yeah, um... Yeah, we'll help you. <laughs> wisdom save... Wisdom saving throw against DC... 13? Because I cast with intelligence? Uh, it's lower than whatever your DC would be. That's a 9. Haha. <laughs> uh, okay, so... 2d12 for your level. Yep, that should be 2d12 still, right? Yeah, that's still 2d12. Okay, good. So 13 damage. Okay, uh, so you see this, uh, like, uh, necrotic, um, I guess that's what damage it does, doesn't it? Necrotic? It is. Mm -hmm. So, like, this, uh, black smoke, um, start, uh, wreathing around it, and then you hear this, uh, like, underwater growl coming from this thing. Uh, it is really hurt. Uh, next up's Nifron. Uh, 13, 17, 18. All those are going to miss. Uh, he is going to bob back up to the surface for air. Uh, Vic, you're up. Well, hmm. I have no reason to not fight. Yeah, I'm going to go try to whack it down. Like, get up. Sorting for its brain. 
Okay. That's a 16. That's gonna miss. It's a beautiful 10. Uh, miss. Maybe if I say beautiful, it would let me, but okay. <laughs> and... 14. That's gonna miss too, I guess. Yep. Okay, that's um, the end of my turn. Alright, Luno, you're up. Go get him, Luno. Alright. Time to... kill this thing. Perhaps. Hopefully. Attack, attack, attack. 25. Uh, that hits. 8 damage. And... 24 for 10 more damage. Okay, uh, let me stop you right there. Okay. Uh, so what's it look like when you kill this thing? I jam my quarterstaff into it, and then Vic gently grabs it where it comes out the other side, pulls it through, and hands it back. I oh, gently you're shake the picker <laughs> off. Now, is she gonna really <laughs> hand it back, though? I just push it through. She's polite like that, I think. Oh, okay. She's lawful. <laughs> <laughs> and I gently shake it clean in the water. All right. Do I identify what creature that was, by the way? Uh, give me... Hmm. A this would be oh. a... Arcana check, maybe? Can it not be? <laughs> Actually, it doesn't matter for me. It's all minus. Oh man, that's that's six. Uh, it looks like a. It's really good. Yeah, it looks like a water walnut that's got a bunch of tentacles coming out of it. <laughs> uh, can I call over to Julia to tell if she can see what it is? Sure. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and now. Uh, after I. Take some, you know, what, tentacles for um, making some squid later. Gonna see Juliet approaches the shore as I get out, hand her some tentacles, ask for her uh, to get soy sauce. Of course, this is not actually happening. I just approach her and tell her, um, Will you be willing to please um, identify this creature? It might be of use if we know what it is, or at least its parts. Hmm, let me take a look at that. Oh! In my professional opinion, it is. I don't know if 16 makes it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you would uh, kind of recognize this as a creature that uh, you've heard of before, but you've not heard of them, um, number one, being in the Fae from your limited knowledge of the Fae, and you haven't really heard of them being like aquatic. Um, you've heard of them mostly being in caves, but this looks a lot like a roper to you. Yeah, so it's a, it's a roper, um, not your standard. No, no, we're, we're roper just thing. friends. I'm gay. That it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! We'll have to do an editor's note for that one. <laughs> oh goodness! We're gonna meet at the uh, bar in the fake called the uh, the Regal Beagle afterward too. <laughs> Um, I was gonna show. I was sure gonna say, um, <laughs> like even if you're a guy 16, yeah, that's still tends to go with my um, just to go with the uh, tactics. <laughs> um, 
Talia's gonna stab her daggers into this thing if she can reach it, like wherever okay. she can reach it, and try to drag it onto shore. Okay, uh, give me a uh, uh, a strength check. Can I help? Uh, yeah. So roll with advantage, Talia. Eighteen. So uh, nice. yeah, you wade down into the water and grab a hold of some of the uh, the tentacles, and it's it's neutrally buoyant. So uh, you've got that working for you, but you're able to uh, drag it up on shore. And now that you get a pretty good look at it, um, it's probably about seven or eight feet in diameter. And uh, these tendrils are like super long, like from end to end, they're probably like 25 feet long. And uh, now that you get a good look at it and you look into the wounds, it's kind of got like this like tough rubbery skin, but underneath of it, it's kind of like uh, like muscle, but kind of gooey, like, you know, when you like cut into a grape, it's got kind of like that consistency to it. Um, and then the, the maw has these probably uh, three inch long fangs. Um, they go all around its mouth and it's got these two uh, beady yellowish black eyes that uh, have no life in them anymore. The uh, skin Does it is, have a skull of any kind? Uh, you poke around and it feels more like this uh, uh, like chitinous um, like exoskeleton over top of uh, this uh, gooey grapeness uh, with this rubber rubbery skin over top of it. You should take its eye. I was going to take its teeth. That's also pretty cool. Yeah, they make a neat little necklace for, for Abbott, I think. So uh, uh, That's a great idea. You start taking out this teeth and a couple of them chip and um, you're now seeing that they're they're kind of like this uh, um, brittle, almost like um, like fingernail material, kind of like a cat's claw. So they're kind of oh. kind of brittle. That's sad. I'm gonna go ahead and um, approach uh, Juliet with like completely wet, some seaweed hanging out of my hair, and I'm like, would you mind? Uh, I know you're some sort of a mage. I assume you have a uh, recitation, right? Oh, um, yes, of course. Everybody can come here and I'll make sure you're cleaner and drier. And Juliet's going to use prestidigitation a couple times to dry everyone out, clean the blood off of it, um, etc., etc. I can't repair little seams and stuff, so if someone has weaving, I guess you can fix those, but I can't. I'm gonna uh, go ahead doesn't and Alexander, Juliet. Doesn't Alexander have mending? Gold coin. I do have mending. I can do that. There you go. Nice. I hand Juliet back her copper. Oh, thank you. You really do love me. <laughs> I Vic's, know you uh, care way too much about these things. <laughs> Vic's kind of blinded as uh, you come out of the pool with this... Uh, this copper piece until Juliet sticks it in her pouch. But uh, as uh, you go down and get this copper piece and you're moving um, back to the shore of this uh, small pond, uh, give me a perception check, Luna. Okay. 
18. All right. So you, as you're, you're swimming up, uh, you look down and you are going to see multiple bodies at the bottom of this pond. There's a lot of bodies down there, guys. I'll be right back. Skulls <laughs> with a skull thrown. <laughs> um, I will start looking around in the bodies. Um, if they're intact, I will start pulling them up toward the shore so everyone can start searching through them. If they're just bones, then I'll just look through them myself. Okay, uh, so the most of them down here seem to be... Um, bones um, there is one of a you can tell that's an elf that seems to have been down here for probably months it's not um, all bone yet but it's missing flesh in a lot of places you don't know if that was from the roper or from just decay um, most of them down here uh, appear to be in some sort of like leather armor uh, there was one that looks like they were wearing half plate, but it's long since rusted. Um, you're also um, going to find like uh, some metal containers that look like they were fancy water skins. So you think that uh, they were probably came up here to, to get water out of this pond before moving into the shrine when they were attacked uh, by this creature. Um... At a cursory glance, that's what you're seeing right now. Okay, I'm going to take more than a cursory glance. <laughs> okay, give me an investigation check. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, as you uh, swim around, you're seeing that most of them had weapons. And, um, like, you go over to one and you pull it out of a sheath and it looks like it's all rusted and wouldn't be much use. Um, you are going to find a satchel down here. Uh, that's made out of uh, leather. I'm going to grab the satchel and bring it back up. Okay. Hey guys, a lot of crap down there. You know, people come and get water. They died. Like losers. Stupid elves. But I found <laughs> this. What's, what's that? It's a bag. Satchel. It's a bag? Wow. So perceptive. You really scored big time. If there's anything in here that a wizard would like, I'm not going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to Talia. Wow. <laughs> Why don't we give the uh, ring of water breathing to Julia so that she can put on magic sight and go down there? I don't know that I want to give her my ring. She insulted me. It's okay. Talia's I can swim down there and hold my breath. I'll be fine. Talia's gonna lean over to Alexander. I don't like it when mom and dad fight. Aww. <laughs> Since when were they your mom and dad? Since you guys adopted me, you're the weird uncle. I mean, gosh, it's pretty obvious. Actually, I think Alexander's the normal uncle now. Nifron's the weird uncle. Actually, no, skip that. Reverse it. And according to Talia, Nifron yeah, would be precisely. the normal one. <laughs> very very true so I'm going to so look yeah. in the satchel while Juliet dives down there holding her breath like a jerk yep Juliet's going to cast detect magic as a ritual spell so as not to consume any spell slots and dive down there holding her breath 
to examine to see if there are any magical things down there that we might have missed. Okay. Um, so you cast Detect Magic and you are sensing uh, that satchel um, that you uh, were given or that Leno's got. Um, you are sensing a ring and you're also sensing a necklace. Alright, Juliet's going to snatch up the ring and necklace to bring them to the surface. Did I find anything in the satchel or is it just the satchel? Uh, are you looking inside the satchel? Yes. Uh, there doesn't appear to be anything in it. Okay. So the, the bag is magical. There's nothing in it. Hey, hey, hey Vic, Vic, Vicala, would, would you like a satchel to hold the something of the something, whatever things you like? <laughs> so the, the bag is magical? <laughs> Yes, the bag is magical, but when Luno looked inside of it, there was nothing in it. I would like to cast Identify okay. as a ritual. Uh, so, ten minutes go by, and you cast that spell, and this satchel works as a bag of holding. Hey guys, Ooh. it's another bag of holding. Uh, oh, I could really take use up on your offer. <laughs> I'll take that back. <laughs> There are now three bag of holdings in this party. I Bags feel like Talia should have at least have one. Because she has a hundred pounds of gold. Maybe we can <laughs> store that bag of holding in my bag of holding. No. I think uh, that would cause it to explode. Yeah, that'd be a bad idea. You could just give me some of the gold to hold, you know? <laughs> yeah, Talia will hey, never she see earned, oh, yes. She earned that gold. <laughs> it was hard work. I mean... She had to break into a place and steal a thing and let a guy die. I mean, it was, it was a, it was a whole night's work. Either the Kala, um, if you so desire, you're welcome to our gold to use for, you know, things for the party. Maybe a couple of things for yourself. Um, you don't need to ask to get all that money. I'm holding onto it right now. So, if you need any, just ask. Oh, we're just to be clear, it's the party's <laughs> money, not Talia's money. Yeah, Talia's money. We have a holy mission we share. I mean, I we just want a fancy bag, but if you need it, it's completely okay. I really don't use this sort of things. Uh, give me... Who's, who's got the bag right now? Um, I'm holding it out toward Vic. Uh, give me a, uh, Vic, give me a wisdom, just a wisdom check, straight up wisdom. As opposed to sideways wisdom. 17. 22. Um, you would think that it would be unusual that there would be like a bag of holding with nothing in it. Oh, I'm going to stick my um, hand in. I'm going to oh stick no. my head in there. Guys, guys, metagaming, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and put my hand in and pull whatever that is might be inside. Okay, you stick your hand in and pull it out and there's nothing there. Um, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to turn it upside down and shake it. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to go ahead and take a stone and put it in. Okay. Can I now try to take the stone away? 
Uh, you pull your hand back out and the stone's there. Hmm. Is there anything on the bag specifically? Uh, be it um, initials, any clue? Uh, you look at it and it is this dark leather sack that does have the uh, initials RB written on it. And there's also what appears to be some magical runes. Do you, I go ahead and approach Juliet? Um, can you please uh, see if you know anything about this? Oh, um, sure. While Alexander is casting Identify as a ritual, I will pretend I can cast Identify as a ritual at the same time because I don't have a gold or a hundred gold piece pearl. And uh, <laughs> I, uh, he just killed a giant underwater testicle. Treat it as a giant pearl. <laughs> uh, does the does that uh, consume it? Because you would be able to use your uh, halberd as a spell focus, I think. Uh, the thing is, the spell focuses work on things that don't cost gold pieces. Oh yeah, and it's not consumed during the casting, but it's a hundred gold pieces, which I have not bought a pearl that big or perfect. Alexander should have one though. You're right. So if I, I mean Alexander is the one to ask for all the identification. Uh, I but have identified, you... but he's the one with the pearl. Yes, but can you tell me what the runes are? Oh, the runes. Oh. Thank you. Oh, okay. Um, Juliet is going to, as a ritual, cast Comprehend Languages to see if she can read the runes. Uh, the runes themselves are magical. It's not really a, a language, per se, as it is magical runes. Uh, but you would know that these uh, runes are basically used in transmutation magic. Okay, so this is used in, like, changing magic, turning one thing into another. So maybe if you put something in there and take it out, it'll be different. Um, I don't recommend trying it on anything valuable just yet, but it, it's, you know, I don't know what it does. I'm going to try to, like, gently, not forcibly, take a bite of the stone I took out of the bag. See, maybe if it's made out of chocolate or something. <laughs> um, no, it's still stone. Hmm. Is there a trigger word? Do I recognize the RB's uh, signature? Um, no. I mean, it appears to be an Elven for RB. Arby's? Maybe it turns stones thinking. into roast beef sandwiches. Hmm. I'm not sure. I'm gonna go ahead and, um... I'm going to try to pour in some water. Okay. And then pour it back out. Uh, okay. Uh, you pour in some water and you pour it back out. Then I get something different. Nope. If I breathe into it and... Does anything happen? Is like this... Any weird gases come out? Uh, garlic and spider. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, hmm. Can use some All right. While Bicala is doing that, Julia is just going to give the ring and the amulet to Alexander to identify. I just want to push that out there. Um, but sorry, back to you, Bicala. 
Um, I'm pretty lost. I have no idea what I'm gonna do. Mm. Do you want to hold on to it? Because if we put stuff into it, it might, um, like, it might ruin the stuff you have. Like, I don't say this in character because it's, um, we don't discuss this, but, um, hmm. Does any of you have any magic items you don't really need? I have an extra <laughs> dagger Julia has throwing. that halberd. Oh yeah, I do have the halberd that I really don't want that I just kind of have. Can you put it in the bag? Sure. Uh, Juliet sticks it in the bag. I don't know if it even comes close to fitting in there. Or yeah, if it's, it's just like... holding. It should be able to, I think. That's, that's if it's a bag of holding. All right, so you put it in there, and you try to pull it back out, and you pull it back out. Does it seem any different to me? Nope. I mean, it. this seems like it's a bag of holding to you. Empty bag of holding. Um, can I try to... Um, can I try to... Can I say out loud the Elvish initials? Sure. Does it activate anything? Nope. Kevin, you're frustrating me. <laughs> <laughs> you're not asking the right questions. <laughs> I'm not good with riddles, okay? Um, yeah, so you tell them. Can um, I read um, the runes? Yeah, they're in Elvish. I know this is RB, and then there's these, um, like, runic transmutation symbols. RB. Can I activate the runes? Um, how would you do it? Um, with my vast knowledge in Arcana. <laughs> yeah, that's a dead end. Captain. <laughs> Um, can I ask Julia to do it? Do RB sound like initials to anyone? Hey, Julia, can you, um, activate the runes somehow? Activate the... That seems kind of dangerous. Um, Bring me a card. Sure, why not? Good. Alright, so... Juliet is going to try and focus on this bag in some way, shape, or form and kind of magically push it, much like you might uh, magically exert yourself on an attuned item uh, to activate it or whatnot. Okay. Um, I'm sure nothing happens, but... You spend 10 minutes with this and you're starting to get some sort of like a, a mild headache, um, but nothing happens. Um, I, ow, um, I'm not sure that there's really anything I can do with this magically. Hmm. Talia, do you have any idea? Um, no. What if it's something that's, you know... No, we, we keep assuming that this is some sort of powerful magic item. What if it's someone's coin purse or something and it only holds, you know, gold? Or it's some kind of, you know, you put something in there and, like, uh, say a makeup kit and it provides you with infinite makeup. Or maybe it's filled to the brim with 
air and you can use it to breathe. I mean, there are a bunch of things this could be, and only Alexander's Identify spell is really going to tell us what it is. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and, if, if I can have a second, um, I'm gonna go ahead and after hearing Juliet, I'm gonna just put the bag of folding over Talia and just push her into the water, see if she can breathe. Oh, well, she'd be able to breathe for ten minutes anyway. <laughs> Talia's just like, what? What are you doing? She's climbing out of the water, sopping wet. With a tiny Why? smirk. I wanted to check if it works. It's a breathing device. Uh, yeah, from here, you can breathe in the water. Yeah, from the the time your head was in the bag, uh, you just saw like darkness and like this faint purplish glow on the this like almost infinite horizon beyond you it must have been fun it's, it's kind of creepy so actually <laughs> all of the fun all right uh wow. alexander um you were identifying something what were you identifying i identified the bag didn't i and you said it was a bag of holding right there was also a necklace and a ring mm-hmm and I will identify the necklace and ring. Hand him over. I already did. I'm right. going to say Ginsburg. It's Ruth Bader um, Ginsburg's bag. RB. I have... <laughs> I'm going to ask Juliet... Ju- or, uh, yeah, because Juliet's the one who could comprehend the language, right? Yeah, I still have it up. I'm going to ask Juliet, what does this say? And, and I'm going to point at the runes on the side. Oh, it's um, just some sort of magical indicator. It doesn't really mean anything. Yeah, but what does it say? Like, what I is mean, the word? Sound it out. I think it's like asking what does an arrowhead say? Or a hazard symbol. <laughs> okay. For a circle. Keep in mind, Talia has has just learned to read, and she doesn't understand the concept <laughs> of words not actually meaning. Yeah, that's something. okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yeah, but what does it say? Um, Juliet, give me a Arcana check. Sure. And eleven. Wow, wonderful. <laughs> um, it's actually high enough because in. You know, you're, I guess, filled of study, knowing about magical things. Uh, a bag of holding is pretty ubiquitous. Um, so, you know, people know how those work, and the way that they work is you kind of, when you reach into the bag, you have to be reaching for a specific thing, or nothing comes out. So, there could be things in this bag, but unless you know what they are, you don't really know that you could get them out. Oh, so when I put the halberd in there, it went all the way in. I was under the impression that this was like a regular bag that had magic on it. I'm sorry. No, it's a bag of holding, but we have to know what we're trying to get out of it. Okay. Well, I will convey that information. Uh, it is a standard bag of holding, you know, just to remember oh. what you put in there. Talia's going to try to reach in and, like, think about grabbing uh, gold. Okay. Um, so you reach in, and you are going to pull out uh, a handful of gold pieces. Ha-ha! 
<laughs> totaling how much? Uh, in your hand, um, well, I'd say probably ten gold pieces. Five. Talia's gonna be like, look, and and she's gonna try like. Can she invert the bag and think about gold and see if anything comes pouring out, but like over a flat surface where none's gonna roll into the water? Um, so you're just gonna turn the bag, uh, like upside down? Yep, and think about gold. Uh, nothing comes out. Aww. Some butterflies, you know? (laughs) I'm going to think about rings and reach into the bag. Uh, you reach into the bag and nothing comes out. Oh, I'm gonna go ahead and reach for food. Uh, you reach into the bag and, um, think about food, and you are going to pull out a piece of bread that is long since rotted away. Mmm, still good. <laughs> I'll do it, Doc. Eat the mushrooms, so... Alunidas, you're the one who found this bag, right? Can I eat yes. the bread, by the way? Maybe the person who owned the bag has a journal of some sort, which might contain, you know, a record of what items are in there. Ooh, yeah. Let's pull out a journal. <gasps> and it's probably waterlogged and completely useless. Um, you reach in for a journal, and you are going to pull out a leather-bound um, journal. Here you go, and hand the book to Juliet because she likes those things. Great books, yes, my my favorite. Let's go. Okay, book book. Crack this open. Take a read. Um. So this appears the RB um, corresponds to a Roderick Bullion, who is a transmutation wizard. And skimming over this, it sounds like um, he was a high elf. Um, you don't know how long ago, but it says that uh, he is on his uh, adulthood uh, journey to the face ride. And he is detailing some of the encounters um, that he faced going through, you know, the Sprite Village making some friends there um, running into some fake creatures uh, which he was able to defeat and the last entry here is um, talking about camping outside the the phase shrine and uh, being um, in prayer and meditation before entering Alunadas, um, you wouldn't happen to know the items that are used for this coming-of-age thing? It appears that this person was doing just that, their coming-of-age ritual, and, you know, they were transmutation wizards, so I suppose things like spellbooks, robes, staves, wands... Yeah, um, uh, Luna could use that for his coming-of-age ceremony, too. I might know about that sort of thing. But isn't that what we came here for? Also, he was praying, so maybe something religious? Uh, So, John, you would know that it's basically come as you are to this ritual. There aren't any, like, restrictions about not being able to use magic or weapons or anything divine. It's basically, you know, come with what skills you have. 
Yeah, yeah, there's nothing special. You just show up and be rich. I don't know if being rich is part of it. <laughs> be being rich is always an advantage. You think wood elves have all sorts of training and classes that will help them with this? No. The high elves can pay for tutors. They get to special classes. They have flashcards. <laughs> I, I, can, I can see, like, flashcards with, like, fey beasts on them. They're like, Basilisk B, Gorgon, G. Uh, okay, so... Well Sorry, go ahead. Uh, but yeah, so you believe that this uh, this satchel here of uh, holding um, belonged to um, a transmutation wizard at some point that was coming up here for their uh, ritual. All right, so I'm going to make a list of things Juliet is going to think about to uh, open up there. I'll put I'm going. I'm going to try and pull out spell books. Okay. So you reach in and you think about pulling out a spell book and you pull out a spell book. Here you go, Juliet. Aw, thanks, honey. I'm an elf. Holly's just gonna a... smile. <laughs> so it's just so happy. I'm going to think about the things a wizard would use for writing stuff, quills and inks. Um, so you think about a quill and an ink pot and you pull out a quill and then a ink pot with, uh, Juliet would recognize it as, um, like fine magical ink for, um, transcribing, uh, magical spells into spell books and then onto scrolls. I think we know what sort of stuff we can expect to find in here. I'm going to look for bondage and fetish gear uh you pull mm. out a uh, red ball gag oh for the love of the gods i'm Ty's kidding no, that's you, not you did this john you did this no that didn't happen see high elves are always into that sort of shit right alexander oh no Ta know. that was talia's reaction just like what is that oh but if that didn't happen that's go that's get the fun. gimp god you all see? right, we could uh, sit here all night, like thinking of things to pull out. So make a list, and maybe next episode uh, <laughs> we can do them as you uh, rest. <laughs> sure. Just gonna think of a wish, wish list for things for Talia that I'm hoping that the bag has. <laughs> Daggers, quarterstaffs, robes, necklaces, brooches, amulets, spell components. But uh, we'll finish up with uh, Alexander completing the. Uh, the rituals uh, on these two items. The ring is a ring of spell storing. Nice. And the amulet is uh, an amulet of resistance to cold. Very nice. Neat. But uh, I think that's probably a pretty good place to end it right there. Uh, maybe stick those yeah. items on the inventory sheet and then we can talk about uh who's going to get them later uh but until then i think it's probably a pretty good time to wrap up since it's almost four o'clock so 
we'll just say goodbye to everybody out there in Twitch land and thanks for watching us and we will see you next week. Thanks everyone. Bye -bye, Indeed, we people. will. I have a kitten. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure day. I've never actually seen an episode of Three's Company. What's Three's How's Company? How's that possible? I mean, I've been homesick from school, you know, but... But what is Three's Company? Is that just a random sitcom thing? You don't yeah, know it was Three's a sitcom, Company? a very popular sitcom. John Ritter? Back in the day. There were three people living in an apartment, a man and two women. And in order for them to get away with that, they had to tell their landlord, Mr. Roper, that the man, Jack, was gay. Otherwise, he wouldn't let them live together. And thus, they constantly got into shenanigans because Mr. Roper thought they were gay, even though he wasn't. And maybe uh, he was. And the guy playing the uh, the uh, supposed gay character was like a uh, huge horn dog and womanizer. Played by John Ritter. And wonderful, Summers wonderful comeback was also on that show. Mm-hmm. Before she started doing the African commercials. Yep. That was her, right? Yeah, that was her. Or no, that was Sally Struthers. Mm. Sa yeah, Sally Struthers from... Uh, uh, what was the show? Uh, All in the Family. Su Suzanne Summers did the... Uh, the thigh master. There we go. There was also a brunette, but Joyce DeWitt. I'm trying to remember who the woman was that took uh, Suzanne Summers' place. Uh, Terry something that was the uh, nurse. Jenna Lee Harrison. Sure. Priscilla Barnes played Terry Alden. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dungeons & Debacles podcast. If I could ask a halfling-sized favor, give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It's the best way to support us. New episodes come out every Monday, so make sure to check your podcast app. Do you have an idea to make the podcast better? Tell us about it on Twitter or Facebook. You can also check out our website to see all the maps, lore, and characters at DungeonsAndDebaclesPodcast.com. And now a word from our fantasy sponsor. Cedric of Matt Cedric's Discount Goods and Adventures Emporium. Is your cleric a creep? Is your druid a drag? Try our healing potions. They put pep in your step and get you back in the fight. A healing potion will never try to convert you to a god or get into a moral debate with you. Just drink it and feel better about the decisions that led you to your current situation. Try our new flavors exclusive to Matt Cedric's Discount Goods and Adventures Emporium. Berry Blitz, Melon Melee, and Arctic Chill. Side effects may include delusions of grandeur, increased risk of infection, drowsiness, impotence, headache, and bloody stool. Ask your cleric if healing potions are right for you. My prices are so low, I'm practically giving this stuff away. How do I do it? Don't worry about it. Come on in to Matt Cedric's Discount Goods and Adventurers Emporium. We have convenient locations in a city near you. Just talk to the town guard for directions. Matt Cedric's Discount Goods and Adventurers Emporium, where the only thing matters you know, I'm pretty sure day. I've never actually seen an episode of Three's Company. What's Three's How's Company? How's that possible? I mean, I've been homesick from school, you know, but... But what is Three's Company? Is that just a random sitcom thing?
You don't yeah, know. It was a sitcom, happened? a very popular sitcom. John Ritter. Back in the day. There were three people living in an apartment, a man and two women. And in order for them to get away with that, they had to tell their landlord, Mr. Roper, that the man, Jack, was gay. Otherwise, he wouldn't let them live together. And ah. thus, they constantly got into shenanigans because Mr. Roper thought they were gay, even though he wasn't. And Maybe uh, he was. And the guy playing the uh, the uh, supposed gay character was like a uh, huge horn dog and womanizer. Played by John Ritter. And wonderful, Summers wonderful comeback was also on that show. Mm-hmm. Before she started doing the African commercials. Yep. That was her, right? Yeah, that was her. Or no, that was also Sally from- Struthers. Mm. Sa- yeah, Sally Struthers from uh, uh, what was the show? Uh, All in the Family. Sue- Suzanne Summers did the uh, the Thigh Master. There we go. There was also a brunette, but Joyce Dewitt. I'm trying to remember who the woman was that took uh, Suzanne Summers' place. Uh, Terry something that w- was the uh, nurse. Jenna Lee Harrison. Sure. Priscilla Barnes played Terry Alden. The music you heard on this episode was River of Io, Crossing the Chasm, Five Armies, Serpentine Trek, and Private Reflection by Kevin McLeod in Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License. CreativeCommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0.